1: Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. People could be hard to please. You take beer to a party and they're all, it's too watered down, it's too boring, or ugh, I drank that back in college. Thankfully, there's new Heineken Silver a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories, and a crisp and refreshing taste to satisfy even your pickiest friend. Finally, try Heineken Silver today, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com silver. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the death taxes and bananas podcast now we have officially marked the halfway point of this season of house of villains and we're just hitting our stride and unless you enjoy watching dumpster fires on reality television House of Villains is absolutely the only game in town. Must see TV. Now, my next guest may be one of the most polarizing characters ever on reality TV. One of the most controversial cast members I've ever had on the podcast. Mainly because this guy says whatever is on his mind. No filter, regardless of the consequences. That's why I love him. (laughs) And that's why he has drawn such venom and ire from uh, the Love is Blind fan base, but has also propelled him into instant reality television villainy immortality. This season, he went from zero to anti-hero, harder, faster, and more unapologetically than anyone this season. So without further ado, I want to welcome... Shake, or as I like to refer to him, Shake and Bake. Welcome to the podcast,
3: brother. All right, thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to have and, you. And uh, thank you for that for that intro. Wow. You're I mean welcome. I hope I don't let you down here. Listen, I, I always like to
2: build people up before I tear them down. Okay, that's fair. So just forewarning, and I hope you got another cup of coffee. It's about to get it's about to get weird in here. Let's get weird. So, Shake, just I mean, we're obviously gonna get into what made you a villain, why you came on to the House of Villains. But, I mean, the second you walked into the house, New York already had you in her crosshairs, and out of everybody there, out of all of the most iconic reality television villains in history, she called you out. Why was that?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say, even being on New York's radar was very flattering to me. And, you know, as somebody who never saw himself being on reality TV to be recognized, even if it's for the wrong reasons, uh, by such a legend uh, like herself, I mean, I, I was happy with it. Honestly, I was, I was totally okay with it, but why did she call me out? Uh, as you mentioned, I was a controversial character on love is blind, mostly for just being too honest. I think, you know. Reality TV is not a place to go be yourself, is what I've learned uh, through my experience on Love is Blind. You know, if you go back and watch the show, I don't think anything I did or said was all that crazy. But when I kind of saw the, the end product and how they kind of manipulated me and kind of twisted my words or not twisted them as much as took things out of context, I called out the whole show at the reunion and I called out the premise of the show. I called out all the hypocrisy amongst my castmates, and you know, I didn't hold anything back. And that's, I think that's what really made me a villain.
2: Well, I can relate to you in more than one way. First of all, with New York, uh, she, I think torched me a few times this season. And I remember the fans being like, Oh my God, she ate you up. How do you feel? And I'm like, honestly being like lit on fire, by New York, I mean the 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 insults that were hurled my way. I'm like, it was an honor. I've done a <laughs> yeah. lot of things on reality TV. I've mixed it up with a lot of of reality television icons. But being at the business end of a New York rant insult spree was was kind of like a uh, I could wear it as a, a a badge of honor. You know, it was kind of a, it was kind of a unique experience. Bucket list item checked off. I can also relate to you in the fact, though, that I know exactly what you mean by being misinterpreted, being having things edited to make you look a certain way. I deal with it every season. I've dealt with it every season on The Challenge for 18 years, where when they're not portraying me to look like an asshole or a scumbag, they're, making, they're portraying me to look incompetent, editing things out that should be in. They're putting things in that shouldn't be there. But I mean, that's just the world we live in, man. I mean, you got to realize reality TV is all about creating drama and creating friction even when it doesn't exist. So, so what, but what you're saying as far as Love is Blind is concerned, you feel like you weren't accurately portrayed that season. Do you think that had they provided more context to the things that you were saying, uh, the questions you were asking the, uh, the, other, the other house guests that maybe there would have been it, it wouldn't have been so
3: controversial. I think so, and you you said it really well. They they have a narrative that they want to put together, and um, it, I mean it was really eye opening because you always hear that about reality TV, like you know they can they can make you look any sort of way, and I'm like, but they won't do that to me because come on, I'm such a nice guy. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm over here playing with puppies. Like they yeah. could make me a villain. Yep but I, I didn't realize just how much ammo I gave them just by being myself. Yeah. You know, like I should have just, I don't know. I, I, I was having too much fun with it. I was being too honest. You know, it, it's really clever how they do things. Like for example, you see it even in the house of villains at the opening, you know, like summary of shake, I'm, I'm asking this girl, hope if she works out or not. Right. And people at home are like, Oh my God. Well, you know what? That conversation wasn't even with hope. So here's a little, really? a little background. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, that's one of the things you can do in the pods, right? Cause you're not even in the same room. Yeah, So they can make can it take... look like
2: you're talking to anybody.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And another interesting thing they do. So they, we had this outfit called the day one outfit. Okay. And we were on like day five and they're like, all right, everyone day one outfits. And I'm like, are you kidding? We're wearing day one outfits again. And I'm like, why are they doing this? And that would make sense because they so they'll take a conversation that you're having once you've actually already gotten to know somebody pretty well and replay it and, and make it look like it was on day one. And you're like right off the bat. You
2: have, you heard I mean? of, have you ever heard of a thing called continuity? Yeah, of course. So on reality TV, continuity exists. They don't want you to ever alter your appearance dramatically. Right. If you have facial hair when you show up, you got to keep the same facial hair. If you have a haircut when you show up, you got to keep, you can't change your hair color. You can't make any drastic changes throughout the season because they want to do exactly what you just said. They want to be able to take something you said day one and play it anytime throughout the season and vice versa. They want to be able to take something right. at the end of the season and play it day one. Exactly. So again, but this is something that 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 comes with doing more shows. I feel like you and Jax for different reasons came into this show completely unprepared. Your <laughs> yours was just lack of experience. His was he had way too much experience filming one type of reality show which is the docu series and then he came into a reality competition show and just did not realize how to play the game. You didn't either but I think your iq like your like your learning curve was just as steep as his but it's like you figured it out. Somehow some way I don't know how you did it but you figured it out. Love is blind. Is so, so again, going back to that before we get into House of Villains, basically, for those who don't watch, it's a show where you try and fall in love with somebody uh, without ha- having any knowledge of their appearance. So you had a very, and, and again, they probably misconstrued some of them, but listen, I get it. You have a certain type, okay? Males, females, we have our, th- th- a certain type that, that, that we like. So if you can't see a person, you're going to try and figure out what that is so you so did they tell you coming on to the show though that you were not able to ask direct pointed questions about a person's appearance
3: they they basically said just remember the point of this show it's not about physical like don't make it about the physical you know they 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 never i mean they they said they don't really want us to ask like very very like flat out blunt like how much do you weigh or something like that? <laughs> so, so yeah. So you're not going to ask questions like that, but you know, what's interesting. That could be other deceiving people, though. Cause what if someone could weigh a lot, but it's because they're really fit and muscular. It could be, it could be. And, and like, how much do you weigh? Like, yeah, that, that's just one example, but like, let's let's use an example that, you know, maybe girls might be more interested about how tall are you? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and other people did ask that. What's stuff. your credit that, score? That, What's your credit score? Right. That's, that's, you know, pretty topical now, actually after the last season, but (laughs) there's nothing really wrong with that question per se, you know? And, but no, I just want to get back to the point that the, the hype question, people were asking that sort of stuff. I mean, even more bluntly than me, like, can you get on
2: a roller coaster at at a theme park?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they didn't even they didn't even thinly veil it. Like I did at least, at least I thinly veiled it. Thinly
2: <laughs> veiled it. it was great. Cause you, uh, that's what I said. You at you had, you, what size clothing do you wear? Uh, would I be able to put you on my shoulders? <laughs> at a
3: music festival. <laughs> at yeah. a music
2: festival. But again, I mean, you could be a really strong guy and, and you could basically put anybody up on your shoulders. Could I, you know, could, could we uh, chicken fight yeah. together? No.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess so. I mean, the point is, I, at least I took the effort to be a little creative with with my questions. Did you prepare these
2: questions before going in? Like, did you know you're like, alright, this is this is my game plan, or once you were there, did you just have like all day to just... Because what'd you do? They locked you in these little cubes and you just you lived in there?
3: Um, you basically rotated through your dates. You know, in the beginning, you're dating everybody for a very short period, and you narrow it down, down, down. And um, people actually get eliminated from this. It's not like elimination from a the challenge per se, but if people aren't really matching with others, they get rid of you. So so then rid of you? producers this, get rid of you. Yeah. Production. Gotcha. Yeah. And
2: they just saw you were like television gold, dude. They were like, we got it." even if that's this guy's probably, not yeah. matching with anybody, this guy's giving us so much good content. We can't get rid of him.
3: Looking back. That's probably exactly what it was. And don't
2: you hate that? Because they set you up and they do this again on the challenge. Dude, they create a game that is impossible to play without some some scumbaggery, all right? You have yeah, to. You yeah. got to stab gotta someone in the some back. You got to crack, exactly, crack yeah. some eggs. But then once you do it, they turn around, they point the finger at you, and they're like, oh my God, how could you be such a you know manipulative piece of shit? It's like, that's the game you laid out for us. So it's almost exactly. like they put you in this situation where it's like, we aren't going to let you see the physical appearance of this person you're supposed to fall in love and potentially get married with. But if you ask any questions about their personal appearance that could be in any way, shape or form, like taken as, you know, uh, derogatory or insulting, we're then going to point you out and we're going to make you look like, a you know, a total piece of shit for doing what we kind of wanted you to do in the first place.
3: Exactly. And I mean, I guess the annoying thing to me was other people asking those same questions, right? It's like, I wasn't the only one doing that. I was probably doing it in the most creative way, but you know, so that's what you get for being
2: creative jake see you know what i guess so next time just don't be so creative all right yeah i gotta stop you just gotta ask you just gotta ask straight out
3: yeah
2: um did you think that these questions like in the moment when you're asking these girls, did you because you can't see their facial expressions obviously and body language is huge did you think that these questions were going over well could you tell or was it like a lead balloon like you're asking these questions and you were just like on a sinking ship
3: well, okay. So like asking something like, do you like to work out? I think that's a pretty, pretty like normal question Fair. to ask, Fair. you know, I mean, this, we're, we're trying to find somebody to marry here. Right. I mean, I, I want to get an idea of, of what kind of lifestyle you live. Yeah,
2: We all know much you love to work out. So you
3: just want somebody yeah, yeah. you can share a hobby with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I do work out sometimes, okay? (laughs) Sometimes I do, all right? I go through phases. Sometimes I'm working out a lot, and then sometimes I'm not working out a lot. Whatever, that's not the point. I get it. But uh, I think the most important thing is some of these questions came much, much later. Like once things were pretty narrowed down, or like we, I I don't want to say ran out of things to talk to, but like we're not at surface level anymore, you know? So especially the can I carry you on my shoulders thing, that was something where I'm like, wow, I actually like this person. We're getting close. And now I'm trying to figure out, like, could could I could take this- her to a music festival and put her on my shoulders? Yeah, yeah, because I want to do that. And I do that sort of stuff. That's and, what it was. And You know, that, that's just a deal breaker for yeah. me. I mean, I would be very sad if, like, those days were done forever. If
2: Florence in the Machine was just tearing it up on stage and she couldn't get yeah, a good view. Right.
3: Yeah, Florence and the Machine. Yeah, that's who I'd be seeing. It's for like sure.
2: Taylor. Listen, you would be so upset if Taylor Swift was on stage and you could not lift the love of your life up to get a good glimpse.
3: I'm a, I'm a Swiftie, so yeah. chivalry yes, is you're, not you're dead. Correct.
2: Shake. You know what? Chivalry's, chivalry is. It's not dead. Um, it's not on the show though. You actually did move forward with her name was Deep D. Mm-hmm. You moved forward with her, but told multiple people multiple times she, you weren't into her. She wasn't your type. So why then? You just want to stay on the show, like why move forward with it? Did you think I don't know? Maybe so, something so, would change.
3: So this is actually great that we're talking about all this because now I can and I want you know, to air it out. To worry Listen, about- you're
2: in a safe space here, shake, Okay, thank you're in a safe you, space. You. You're in the nest. Just dude, just yeah. You got
3: a shoulder. You got a shoulder to cry on. When the when the show came out, we had like production breathing down our necks, right? And this sort of dialogue wasn't allowed. At least it wasn't allowed for me, because they, they need to maintain this image of me and any opportunity to go on a podcast, to, you know, do an interview, they were censoring you. They were like preventing you from going on things They'd let her talk about whatever she wanted, but I couldn't have this conversation. So let me, let me address, you know, that, that exact point. So they're, they're basically asking you, they're like, all right, you and Shane talk about your relationship. Go ahead. So it's not scripted. They're not telling you what to say. They're like, all right, this is the topic we want you to cover. And that makes sense. I mean, for the, you know, the show that's trying to be made, they want to get this. So if they're, if they're telling you, all right, talk about this, talk about that. Like, obviously it's going to come up with multiple people, you know, it's going to come up because I mean, those are, those are things like, those are things you talk about. Like, Hey, we're really getting along. Everything's going great. Or man, I wish this was different or I wish that was different. And also keep in mind, we don't have our phones. We don't have anybody to talk to, you know, we're we're not calling our best friends to let them know right now. These are my best friends because they're the ones that are, that are around and they're the ones that kind of understand the only ones that understand what you're going through. So, so you're going to be vulnerable with them and you're going to say, Hey, like I like this girl we're having a lot of fun, but I just, I can't get past this or that or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. And, and, and believe it or not, I was looking at it. Like I was taking it pretty seriously, you know? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think most people were on my season, to be honest with you, we, we were giving it a real try. At least it felt that way in the beginning. So I'm like, man, I want this to work. You're like, I I'm ready to, to
2: neuter myself and and stop neutering dogs. I don't know how you got there from this. Well, because if you're getting married, that's basically what 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 kind of like what you're doing.
3: Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> ready to yeah, give it well, up.
2: Ready to take a a way I'm way to ready to it. take a different <laughs> path in life. Okay. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean. If- only you would think of that. Only you would think of that, honestly. But um but anyway, the, the, the point is I, I was this it was a real problem, it was a real issue, and the producers are literally putting you in a room and saying, hey, discuss your relationship, what's going well, what's not going well. So if they then clip out all the parts where I'm like, to this person, to that person, hey, like, you know. What about all the other stuff where I'm like, man, she's so cool. I love chilling with her. It's super easy. It's super fun. You know, what about all that stuff? Shake,
2: That doesn't make good TV, man. It's
3: like, it's yeah, like this. Right. Think about it.
2: How often do you hear on like TMZ, okay, people, Us Weekly, when celebrity relationships are going well, how often are they like, oh man, you know, fucking whoever, you've, you've never seen time. them happier. No. They're so
3: happy. Look at them. Never. Yeah, exactly.
2: They're going yeah. so great. Like, who would have yeah. thought this marriage would have worked out so well? They're so happy. No, it's he fucked this girl. This one's a piece of shit. They're cheating on each other. They've got eight kids with somebody. Like, you know what I mean? That's what it is. It's like people want the salacious story, dude. That's what they want. There are people out there. There, there, they're, There's this um, uh, very voyeuristic nature that people have, and that's what they want. They want to see messiness. And 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 again, like you said. You could film an entire season of a reality television show. You could film for eight weeks. If you have two bad outbursts, they could choose to not play anything that happened in the whole eight weeks other than those two outbursts. And guess what? If that's all that people see and if they're only playing sound bites from people, because sound bites are everything too. The interview is everything. Yeah. If they play yeah. interviews that, yeah. that support you, or if they play interviews that you know that are against you, and again, it goes back to the producers. How are the producers asking the questions? Because they can ask leading questions to get a certain to elicit a certain response. And if they want to tort someone like they did to you, they were. I mean, and again, because you had such little experience in reality TV, you were just out there just being yourself, and like you said, unfiltered, just saying the way that you felt. But sometimes it's like you got to know it's like, oh, this can and will be used against me. You know, in, in the court of public opinion,
3: you you, you kind of always know it can and will be used against you. You just don't think but it, it's not just that. I, I didn't know how they would, you know, I mean, because there'll be a conversation like even if, we talked about the pod, but like even in person where you don't see my lips moving, you just you see the person I'm talking to and, you know, and they'll take a clip from a different day that, you know, something crazy and then the person who's like, I'm talking to is like, oh. it's her face. but yeah. that conversation was a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. What, I'll tell you what like set me off and like turned me into the villain that I was at the reunion. Like that's what really cemented my villain status is because at that point I'm like, fuck this show, fuck these people, you know? And that is, <laughs> that is the wedding episode. Okay. Okay. So, so for those of you that don't know, Deep D said no to me at the altar. And, you know, that's very obvious. It's on the show, blah, blah, blah. How could But you? in reality, in reality, and this is not something I wanted to share, but I'm only sharing because. You're on the pod. You know, I, You're I'm, in the nest. I'm on the pod and I'm, I'm, I'm in the nest. Exactly. So so I told Deep D before the wedding, I'm like, listen, I care about you. I like you. I don't think this is going to work for me. I think you should say no to me because I don't want to say no to you. I think it's just, you know, I can handle it. I can take it. I mean, as, as a girl, you know, it's, it's harder. Yes. I I feel, you know what I mean? You know, embarrassment and whatever else I'm like, I'm like, you should say no to me. And you know, that's the way. And for those, for those of you asking, why did it even get that far? Yeah. After a certain point, you kind of have to continue. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs)
2: You hit the point of no return.
3: Yeah, there was there was already a couple that fell apart, right? So that satisfies that checklist. All right, one couple fell apart. If you're not that couple, they've invested so much in you at this point, you're going to have a wedding. You're going to have a wedding. This is not going to end peacefully <laughs> in any other circumstance. You're going to have a wedding. But what really, you know, set me off was so it in reality after that moment She says, no. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, sorry to hear that or whatever I said, you know? And then it was a big old party because all my friends were there. Some of my family, she had friends and family there and and, you know, Netflix paid for it all. It was, it it, it was a big old party. We had a great time. We ended up partying on my friend's yacht till 5am. My, my groomsmen, her bridal party, And like, we really celebrated and and we're like, okay, what a crazy experience. Like, I'm glad if, if, if I was going to go through with that or through that with somebody, it was you, that type of thing. You know what I mean? But the way they edited it was like, I choose myself. I'm not marrying you. I choose myself. And then like a mic drop. And then she's like off having like an emotional conversation with her mom and they're crying and stuff like that. And and then here's me just partying like (laughs) yeah, you know freedom yeah Yeah, let's go to the titty bar yeah I'm like that that is so different from what happened yeah yeah and and that that episode hadn't been released yet before the reunion but we got to see it just as like a preview and I'm like this is how you made it look I'm like this is what's going to be on TV in a week I'm like fuck this show I like. (laughs) Fuck the, the hosts. Okay. You know, you, but listen to
2: play devil's advocate. Okay. And I, everybody, everybody likes like the hero and everybody wants to be portrayed in a good light, but those people are so forgettable, dude. Yeah, so yeah. shake, we're not talking about anybody else from love is blind. Okay. Nobody else from love is blind was invited onto house of villains. You were the greenest reality television villain to be on the show. And you were for a reason. Not because you played nice, not because you went with the grain, but because, again, you were unapologetically who you were. And that's like kind of refreshing to see because there's so many people in this day and age on reality TV because of the advent of social media and Instagram followers and cancel culture. Everybody wants to go on and they are like self-editing the entire time because they are so afraid to not be portrayed in the character that they want or to like accidentally say something that might be controversial, and I as not just a longtime reality reality television connoisseur
3: veteran but yeah. veteran,
2: but as a fan as well, I love to see that dude, watching you on House of villains like like take your lumps and have to learn on the spot and put yourself in situations that were so uncomfortable for you, but were so funny to watch. Like when basically you said we're not in an alliance, what'd you say? We're in a safety net or whatever the fuck. I thought that was dude. Some of the shit that came out of your mouth was just like so great. And so refreshing because it's like, you are literally like learning as you go along. And it was, it was, I thought it, I thought it was great. So listen, man. So I thank get you, it. Thank you. Yes. It sucks sometimes to have to deal with the heat and to take shit, but, I mean, dude, it's better to be taught. It's better to be talked about negatively than not talked
3: about at all. I'll give you that. And I, and I kind of, you know, embraced that at one point I'm in the love is blind world. You know, that's kind of how I rationalized it. I'm like, you know, this is, I'm getting all this hate right now, but that was kind of the silver lining there. Yeah.
2: And you could always chalk it up to listen. I was just trying to make good TV. That's what I say all the time, because it's funny that, that what you said is actually like goes to show that like you're reality your, your television embedded producer production iq is actually pretty advanced when you're sitting there being like we already had a breakup in the house i have to go through with this for the show like basically that's i did this for you that's what you should have said. fans yeah i did this for you i did this for the show yeah. i could have backed out but i didn't because i wanted to, to to make good tv when in doubt you just go back to that we're making good tv and know. that's all i was trying to do all right enough with love is blind let's get into the villainy
1: here This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike's Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 LEAF for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with $25,000 Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
2: You obviously had your fair share of, uh, of, of dust-ups and controversies with uh, people now. I mean, right out of the gate, uh, Omarosa you know, kind of was, was already like trying to put you on the hot seat. Like the second you walked into the house for not making an alliance with her. And you basically got voted in to the first elimination walking into house of villains. I know it was only your second reality television. What were your expectations? what did you think this show was going to be?
3: I mean, I, I I didn't really have that many expectations. Did you watch any other
2: like competition reality competition shows prior to this?
3: Not a lot. Really? I mean, I haven't been a big reality TV guy. I, I think I'm, I'm more of one now after having honestly met met you guys. You're you more know, of a Pornhub guy. <laughs> that's you. No, <The> ex-hamster. <laughs> <You're the> ex-hamster. <laughs> oh, that's the Johnny Fairplay.
2: So... He's like, yeah, man, ex-hamster. I'm like, is that like hamster <laughs> porn? You fucking weirdo. <laughs>
3: They cut out so much hilarious stuff that you know wasn't related to gameplay out of house of villain that like the the funniest (laughs) funniest stuff they cut out but you know that's okay um but no to answer your question didn't have a lot of expectations um i knew i had to be careful and omarosa i mean there was so much you know just built up around her when she offered me an alliance in the beginning i know to the viewers people are like what are you dumb like not taking that Well, like I got to be careful with her. I'm like, this is the sort of person that I cannot trust, and I I think people have probably seen by now that that's absolutely true. You can't trust her. I mean, the people who thought were safe with her have been the least safe, especially this you know this latest episode. Yeah, you know, she's like having her girls meeting. She's like, none of you are going to go up, boys. Yeah. So so I'm like, I you know I something told me I'm like, hey, do not trust this person completely. Looking back. And fair play made this, you know, he's like, bro, just so you know, in the future, if someone asks you to be an alliance, just say yes. Even even if like, even if it's not a real alliance. Because the thing is, in the house, she was the last person to alive or to arrive. I'd already made some alliances. So I'm like, I'm not gonna say yes to Spread this. read myself one right a little now.
2: too thin here. Yeah, you were like Oprah back, throwing like, out alliances. Like, here, you get an alliance,
3: and you get an alliance. Looking back, that's probably what I should have done. Honestly, just say yes to everybody and then figure it out from there.
2: Now, you and Jax, obviously, I mean, your guys' rivalry was probably one of the best. I, I think one of the greatest storylines of the entire season. Too bad it didn't last longer. When I had him on the podcast, he was basically saying that it kind of started when you guys were having your conversation about brand deals. And he said he was trying to mentor you. We'll get, it, we'll get into that. But it almost seemed like it happened in the first Battle Royale Challenge we had, Balls Out. When you basically targeted his ball first, what was it about Jax in particular that you, I guess, you saw him as a threat? You, you guys didn't vibe. You didn't like him. Like, what was it about Jax that just like rubs you the wrong way?
3: Yeah, I'm again very very happy to clear this this up because you know a lot of this stuff doesn't get shown in in full context. So um, Jax went after my ball first. He was the first in the beginning. I'm just like kind of chilling, protecting my ball. He was the first person to really go after my ball at all. So after that, when I had the opportunity to take his ball out, I did. That's what happened. You know, there was, there was, there was no like, Oh, I hate this guy already, or he's a threat. You know, it was a simple, he went after my ball, you know, for whatever reason, he wasn't able to get me out at that moment. When I saw the opportunity to take him out, I did. That was all it was. That's how, that's how it all started. But then I kind of started realizing, I'm like, You know, Jax doesn't like me very much after that, you know, and, and I I think if it was anybody else, there would have been a sense of, all right, we're playing a game and like going after this, but for, from Jax, I, I felt this sense of, I'm this big guy. I've been on reality TV for this many years. How does this like, yeah. How does this, you know, little Indian guy take me out? (laughs) That's embarrassing for me you know, that, that, that's the vibe I felt from him. And that kind of just like simmered, you know, after that night and it, you know, and then it ended up coming up to a boil. I want to play you. Cause
2: I had, I had Jax on my podcast. And obviously he didn't have a whole lot of great things to say about you, but obviously the, the I think the, the, and I say this in the podcast, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was the conversation The two of you had, again, regarding brand deals, finances, that sort of thing. So this is what he said uh, when he came on the podcast, and I want you to respond. Okay. But they literally caught Shake in a moment where he is basically making a case why they should send you home because you already have enough money and you're bragging about it or whatever. And you're literally standing in the hallway behind him overhearing the
0: entire conversation. I'm listening to this conversation. It was so so good. It was so perfect. It was so perfect. And I like, I had so many things I wanted to say, but I'm remembering there's so many cameras on me and I don't want to get in trouble. But I was just kind of like this motherfucker. I mean, I was just... I was like, God, he used, I had my tail between my legs. He caught me with my pants down. I was trying to like mentor the guy. And I thought, honestly, that's what he wanted. And then he goes upstairs and uses it against me. And I'm just kind of like, this motherfucker. This motherfucker fuck. Yeah. And I literally I just can't stand that guy. And then I I didn't really know who he was and I had to google him one night when I was going to bed and see why he did what we did. And he's a really he's a piece of work, man. He's <laughs> a disgusting human being how he treats women and stuff he did. So well, how he treats women, I don't how? I don't understand like I said. He reminds me of that guy that's like, you know, he won a contest to meet Taylor Swift, kind of thing. <laughs> that's how that's kind of like how he is to me. He he won a contest to be on a show with Icon Reality Stars. That's how I feel
3: about him. That's not so bad. That's no. actually pretty nice. Okay, but uh, I, I, I feel that way. I do feel that way about which you part. Know? So,
2: so like unpack that. So, first of all, okay. So you, you just, uh, and I agree. I think that you being on this show, I think was was. I mean, for you, dude. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing when you look at the yeah. track record honor. that everyone has. You coming on, it's an honor. Okay, but what yeah. I'm saying is, as far as he said that he has tail between his legs and you kind of used that opportunity to kind of take advantage of him when he was in a weakened state, only then to use what he said against him is, was that kind of accurately what happened? Were you using what he said? Did you feel, okay, put it this way. Did you feel like he was trying to give you advice and was trying to mentor you? Or do you feel like he was bragging? Cause that's kind of what you were, the way you Bro, described I, it.
3: I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The first time Jack's told me about his brand deals and you know how he's leveraged his platform. I was like, bro, that's sick, man. Like very cool. Very happy to see that, you know, somebody get that level of success. Not everybody gets that, you know, good for you. The second time I heard it, I'm like, yeah, good, good, good. The third time I heard it, I'm like, like bro like <laughs> all right i get it you have a big house you get you have a, like tons of money rolling in you know like i was just tired of hearing about it at that point and and we're, we're you know in this game where we are encouraged <laughs> yeah. to not, not just encourage you you have to do it yes you, i mean you just i mean what's gonna set you apart you know from be between jacks if it came down to a vote what is something you know Cause this is before the, we ever even did the redemption challenge. I don't know what redemption challenge we're going to have for all. I know I fall flat on my face and it comes down to a vote between me and Jack. I'm like, what if anything do I have? So I scramble to put together, you know, my best case for, you know, if that situation to arise, I want people to think, all right, well, you know what? This guy, he's, he's got enough brand deals. He, he won't stop talking about it. You know? Uh, and that's, that's why I did what so I did. So the
2: two things, so the important note to make here is those two things aren't mutually exclusive. He could have been mentoring you, okay, and you appreciated that, but you could also have been using that information against him too. It's not like you were purposely trying to get information out of him to use against him.
3: Well, well you know, mentoring is a tough thing. I don't know. If that's that how he mentoring. described it. That's how he described it. He was mentoring. I, I think maybe in Jax's head, that's how he sees it. Maybe, you know, and, and that's helpful to know, but it's like for mentoring to some degree, the other person has to be kind of asking for it or at least open to it, you okay. know? So you weren't. And, and that because that's because he
2: said that you were asking him, basically we're asking him for advice. Like, Hey dude, I've seen all this stuff that you've done. How do I do that? no. Okay. That wasn't the case.
3: No, no, dude. I mean, it it just seemed as though any opportunity he had to tell me, he would tell me about that. I mean, the, the conversation that you see on the show where we're at breakfast, that's like probably conversation number four or five about this. You know, gotcha. I'm like, it kind of felt as though anytime I'm sitting with Jax in a one on one situation, he wants to talk about this. And that's, you know, that that last time that they they actually showed at breakfast, that's when the light bulb went off for me, because I'm like, you know, this is this is my only opportunity here, and and frankly, I was I was getting tired of hearing about it. I really was. I'm like, bro, it was great the first few times, but you know, I'm not asking at this point. I'm not asking.
2: <laughs> but that, and this is why I love reality TV, and this is why I actually loved that I said this also to him. Why I loved the amount that they filmed because. Watching you talking to, to Johnny and basically being like, oh yeah, you know, we should definitely over this guy. He doesn't need the money as he's standing there putting his mic on. And I'm then your reaction it, yeah. to them realizing that he had been listening to everything you said
3: was <laughs> fucking
2: dude. That was gold. Now, do you feel like that confrontation is then what led to the infamous uh hot tub? jacuzzi oh yeah showdown. oh yeah
3: oh yeah yeah and I, I was thinking about this too i'm like you know what was the point where you know it came from a simmer to a boil and i mean that that's definitely what what kicked things up a notch but I, i'm gonna tell you this and this is something i learned about myself it's hard for me because i i am in real life of like i don't know i i, I would consider myself a nice a nice human being you know um a valuable member of society mm-hmm. even you so save animals' me, lives, Jake. I mean, listen. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not you're getting
2: paid for it, to dedicate your life and to have as a job like saving the lives of animals, that's you're not. You can't do that if you're. Unless, I mean, unless maybe you know you're Jeffrey
3: Dahmer and you're just like <laughs> cutting animals. Off, but. but the point is, for me to get in that headspace where I'm like, I gotta fucking beat this guy. You know, I almost need that kind of conflict mm-hmm. to bring that side out of me. So it went down and it was, you know, kind of embarrassing for me or whatever, but it It did help me get into that killer instinct, like killer mindset. Because after that, I'm like, it's like, if I don't, if I don't beat this guy, I'm going home. And now the competition is real and it's on. And like, that's what like allowed me to channel my inner villain. Cause you, the villain is just starting to come out at this point. Yeah. You're like Bruce Banner.
2: It's like the first time he's like turned into the incredible Hulk. Did, Did you feel like, this is what I felt like watching it. You ever seen the Spider-Man meme where both Spider-Mans are like pointing at each other and they're both in the suit? And it's like, which one's Spider-Man? Yeah. It, it was like you and him arguing about who disparages women more was like the greatest argument ever because it was like the Spider-Man meme where you're both
3: pointing at each other. Bro, he's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. I'm not even close to Spider-Man, bro. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? And, and It's very ironic that like, you know, first of all, you have to Google to find out like, hmm, all right shakes shakes got one one up on me he won this what what can i think of to like come at him with and and he goes with this whole like degrading women thing i'm like bro nobody's degraded more women than you bro come on you are you are a a, an icon for degrading women for me it was some stuff taken out of context and it played out however it played out but i think he's proven his track record time and time again season after season of cheating of lying of whatever it is, you know? So I think it's very, very ironic that that's the route he chose to go uh, with that. Maybe he didn't have much else to go on. I think it was also ironic that
2: this that this uh, crazy uh, showdown took place with a bunch of dudes in a hot tub. That was my favorite part about it. <laughs> yeah. And why they yeah. didn't show, because they show how angry he gets. And they show him mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to go back to prison if I see you. The reason he got so angry is because you took his vape pen away from him <laughs> yeah. And you started hitting him with the borat. You'll never get this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll I'm never so get this, bro. Yeah. That was so, that was so fucking funny, dude. Like that was one of the yeah. honestly that was one of the funnest nights in the house. Because then after we got we got Gabby, uh, Bobby all gassed up to go and confront uh, New York, totally drunk. Yep. But uh, dude, that was just such. Yep. Yep. Who knew you could have that much fun in a hot tub with only guys?
3: I know. Right. First time ever. I, I, That was, that was one of the more fun nights. Everybody was there, you know, in the house, the house was full. Um, yeah, I was taunting him. I'll be honest with you at that point. I mean, I had won my challenge, my redemption. I was safe for one night. And to me, you know, we talked about this before, like there is a, there is a debate. Do I even deserve to be on this show? I mean, I think that that's a question that's come up a lot. And, and again, I don't take that as an insult. You know, I, I would, you know, they always say, it's like, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You probably want to be the dumbest person in the room because that means you're like, you're leveling up. So to me, I'm like, I'm safe for one week. I beat this douchebag. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm celebrating, you know, I'm I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. Yeah. I ended up taunting him a little bit, you know, maybe taking things a little too far. It's listen,
2: everybody. And I say this again, the, the, the world that I come from the challenge, everyone's given the same opportunity. The same platform, all right? Same set of rules, same house, same everything. But it's what you do with that opportunity, okay? And that's, while you may not have come in the house and people may say you may not have deserved to be cast in the first place, I think as the show goes on and as the viewers will see and as episode five, I think, really sets the stage for, uh, you definitely made the absolute best of, of this experience. And like I said, I think, from an overall, just reality TV competition villain growth spectrum, I'd say that you hands down, you went in with like a, a, an associate's degree and you left with a PhD, dude.
3: Thank you. It so- sounds like what you're saying to me is I'm the most improved player. Yeah. Most you know, of, most maybe, Im- maybe not an MVP, not an MVP. I'll be the first to admit not an MVP, but I will, I will take most improved player. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome.
2: So so you throw Corinne under the bus after voting for New York, uh, and then you publicly uh, you know, basically fight with her once once the truth comes out. What was your strategy behind voting and FISA in over New York, even though you knew that New York was gonna have the most votes to go home? And then blaming Corinne.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I would I would love to say that there was like some like master plan to all this. I mean it, it just one thing happening after another, and then just me having to like, uh, well, uh, it was Korean, you know. Like that—that's that, that, basically how
2: that happened. we one of was and, and you could and again you could be honest here, Shake, because we're in the nest. Was one of the things that factored in your decision? Did it have to do with Anfisa wiping ketchup off my crotch and then sucking it off my finger?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I it, it, and, and, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Up until up until this point and Fisa, you know, she's one of the quieter, she's one of the quieter girls in the house. She's, you know, She's a Russian KGB agent. She's an assassin. Exactly, Let's be real. Exactly. She's an assassin, but I'm not seeing her at her her full potential, right? But seeing her with the ketchup and you and, you know, seeing her power at that moment, I was terrified. I'm like, this is not the sort of – like, Jax, he's like, a, he's like a big muscular moron, right? I can, I can handle people like that. I've handled tons of people like that. You know what I mean? But here's this intelligent, beautiful woman who is now using her sexuality – in this game i'm like i don't know how i can compete with that i i am scared of this person i think i need to try and eliminate her because i don't know she's like one of the sirens
2: in greek greek mythology that just like lures so you were like a sa- so you're basically like a sailor that just was going right into the rocks
3: <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like if she's doing this to bananas like i don't know what type of situation i'm going to end up with where you know i'm gonna be putty in her hands and i don't want to be in that situation so i'm gonna gonna wake up in a
2: bathtub in in ice with one kidney exactly well good so i was and that was my next question your overall thoughts and anfisa but i i I think we covered that but then going back to the corinne thing again antagonizing well no no i mean just you know good old-fashioned foot rub in the hot tub we're a big fan All of that. Right. Was that for the same reason? Because you were like, "Oh my god, she's using these
3: seductresses
2: no, powers no, as well." No, no,
3: no, no. No. So, so okay. So you know, the whole Corinne thing started on accident. You know, and Fisa's asking me, "Was it you take your take your glasses off?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, you're uh, a terrible she,
2: liar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <I'm> like, no, <laughs> no, but but then she's like, "Do you think it was Corinne?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. I do. So then once that whole thing blew up, then obviously me and Corinne are not on good terms. We're, we're just, I mean, come on. I mean, and, and it was nothing personal against Corinne up until up until that moment. But now that there's bad blood between Corinne and I, I'm like, all right, we're both on the hit list. I need to. And plus, yeah, she, she, I mean, she was acting a little thirsty. I will be honest with you it's a, it's just a little, it's just a little much for me to see. I was like, I was like, I was like, get a grip girl. Like pull yourself together. Like, come on.
2: I mean, you I know? can't help it. Shake. I just tend to have that effect on women and well, of men. Course, of course. And men. Yeah. Sometimes. And men, yeah. some men too. Yep. Unless their name's Bobby. Bobby somehow was like, I don't know. He was like my kryptonite. He had me, he had me figured
3: out. Immune to your charms. Dude. So, so
2: wild. So I send New York through the wall. This may be a controversial decision by a lot of people out there. They're like, oh, why get rid of New York? I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like she sabotaged herself. I feel like she didn't want to be there because there's no other explanation as to why, when I was the supervillain of the week in a position of power, why take that time then to come down and publicly... Accuse me of things that didn't even happen. With the conversation I was having with Corinne, where she's like, "Oh, he said that we're all pigeons, and I'm loud and annoying." First of all, like that was completely made up. But then after that, when she doubled down and came down and called me a whatever a saber-toothed, hammer-headed reptilian-looking <laughs> motherfucker, which I, again yeah. I thought was great. But Fantastic. I'm like, you do realize that I'm holding all the power right now, and by you doing this, I mean this is you're 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 basically signing your own death warrant. So do you feel like And then when we were in, you know, the 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 uh the um banishment ceremony in the stronghold and she calls Omarosa a, you know, a come guzzling republican, all the shit See, I'm like
3: that was the biggest mistake. That was the biggest mistake. Everything up until then I think is fair game because she already she already knew she was going to be on the hit list. Yeah. I mean, she felt that. And so she, she was like, fuck it. I mean, come on. What, I mean, why not insult you a little bit more? I mean, I, at that point, it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, you, you admitted it yourself. Her yeah. insults are hilarious. And, you know, counterintuitively makes me really like her. You're <laughs> hearing her go off. On me you, too. Or it's worrying. great. <laughs> exactly. Or, or whoever it is. So all that's good. And when she came up to me and she's like, hey, shake, like, I need your help. I need your vote. I'm like, okay, wow. She's taking some effort here. You know, this is, this is what I want to see. I want to see her try. I want to see yeah. her try to stick around. I'm like, plus what, well, you know, for my reason with Anfisa, I already told you, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. New York. I'll keep you around. Like, fuck yeah. I'll keep you around. When she really shot herself in the foot though, was when she went off at Omarosa and I'm like, God damn it. Cause, cause I know Bobby and I are both voting for her. Omarosa could go, could either go way. Either way there was at least some question there. It could have gone her way. But once we were in the stronghold, she removed all doubt. But, that, remind, all but doubt. that brings you back to,
2: do you feel like, again, she's been on TV. Like, do you feel like this was her
3: way of going out on her terms? You know what I mean? Probably, probably. Yeah. But if that was the case, I wish she hadn't, if she wanted to go out on her, her own terms, I wish, you know, she hadn't made her plea to me, which made me fight to try and keep her. Um, but, but everything else. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she, she's probably thinking, you know, if not today, tomorrow I'm going home. So why not just.
2: So if it wasn't for her making her plea,
3: you would have voted to keep Anfisa there even
2: after the catch up fiasco.
3: Yeah, I would have because, you know, people didn't see this necessarily on the show, but Anfisa and I had a friendship, you know, up especially up when point. she
2: found out about your billionaire parents. I think that's when. Yeah,
3: exactly. exactly. This, did, this,
2: this didn't make episode, but this was. So, jo- Johnny Fairplay, myself, and Shake concocted this idea because obviously we were trying to set Shake and Anfisa up early on in the season. And we all know how much Anfisa loves money. So, we basically concoct this idea. We're going to have a conversation when Anfisa is sitting within earshot, not directly to her, but just kind of in her orbit, about how wealthy Shake's parents are. And he comes from like this oil dynasty in india and his parents are worth billions and it's so funny because as we started talking about it she's sitting there and i think she was i don't know what she was doing doing her makeup or and she kind of looks up and starts overhearing our conversation and i think i was picking up some you know the, the, so I was reading the tea leaves correctly. Cause it seemed like after that, she was an awful lot nicer to you
3: shake. Yeah. It definitely piqued her interest, you know, definitely, definitely didn't hurt things. Uh, that, that was a hilarious little storyline. I wish that they would have included dude. because uh, Well, I yeah, mean, there's so much fun.
2: good shit though, dude. It's like, they can't even put it all in. Honestly. All right. So we go to the next, uh the next challenge and going in, I mean, dude, you were my guy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, this is the horse I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm betting on because I felt like you and I were in a good position, especially because we had just competed in your redemption challenge together. I think you would already obviously become the new meat shield in the house now that Jacks was gone. Uh, so I was like, perfect. We put Shake in the winner's position. He's obviously then going to draw everyone's ire of the people that he hasn't already. Let this guy win. And somehow, some way, it all went awry. I will say this though, again, to... Back you up here. Remember, like the forearm shiver, the Corinne forearm shiver. Every made it sound like you like form tackled her out of the way. Uh, it was a hip check. Thank it you. It wasn't very much. even a hip it was- check. It was like you kind of squatted down next to her and kind of leaned over. And that's why I was like, "This is what because that's after the challenge. What they were making such a big deal about. They were like, it yeah, kept yeah, getting yeah. worse. It went from he yeah, hip yeah, checked yeah. me to like he hit me in the face with a baseball bat. We're like, whoa, this actually happened. Do you feel like in that challenge, do you feel like you should have won it? Do you feel like you were unfairly? Cause you didn't get your locks off in time, but you know, I did win.
3: You did. I, I did win. I did win that challenge. The rules. You know, here's some reality TV, you know, behind the scenes, whatever. I mean, the rules did say whoever got the last lock off first wins, not who opens the box. He said, then you open the box, but whoever opens the locks first. And I don't know if they went back and post and like added in the fact that uh, oh whoever opens the box first. So okay, here's a little behind the scenes and I've been teasing about this. Little BTS, give it to us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we just talked about it. I did win that challenge, but I was technically disqualified. And that is why Omarosa won. They made it seem like she won. No, I, I won the challenge. But there was a rule that if somebody's trying to put a lock on your box, you cannot interfere with them doing so. And apparently through, you know, just in in the heat of battle, uh, when Corinne was trying to put a lock on my box, I repositioned myself to prevent her from doing so, which then got turned into a hip check, you know, like I punched her or something like that. No, like I literally, literally moved my body. So my body got between her and the box and that got me disqualified.
2: So you put your body in front of Corinne's box. It was mm.
3: actually my own box, but mm. yes. Yeah, something like that, something right. like that. So anyway, um long story short, I won that challenge, but because of a technicality, Omarosa had won, but I mean, it totally it would have deflated. made such
2: better TV if they would let you win, dude. It would have been so it would have right? been so great. Oh my god. It would god. have been so good. It would, it would have, have been, amazing. been so good. I had to play it down like I wasn't upset, like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah, Omarosa won. But I'm like, Omarosa. oh my God, dude. I'm like, I'm fucked. Like, I literally thought, like we had talked about in the room, like it's going to be the three of us on the hit list, which by all intents and purposes, it literally should have been. Yeah, and probably. out of Omarosa's mouth, she basically said the exact same thing. She's like, here's my thing. Why call this girl's, she's in charge. She has all the power. Why make this plea, this case to all the women in the house that it's 100% not going to be them? and it's going to be an all guys elimination only to go back on that and literally nominate two of the girls that were in that group like yeah. she basically she made more enemies for herself than was was totally necessary did you yeah. know
3: it, you kind of knew that you were, Tanisha. yeah i i was fucked everybody knows that i was fucked you know basically the entire time I'm on this show i'm i'm in in like a solid state of like i'm fucked so that that everyone had you know but Tanisha, getting Tanisha on her bad side like that, you know, that was a big mistake. Big mistake.
2: We're going to see. We're, we're going to see. Uh, oh, it only goes, it only gets, I'm just going to just put this out there, ladies and gentlemen, just to tantalize your senses. Tambourine gate.
3: Yeah, this is. It's coming. This is some next level stuff. You, you Who would have
2: thought that the most deadly weapon in the house of villains was not, Anfisa's poison pill or... Shake's venom that he spews, but it was a tambourine. Tambourine. We're see, we're about to see why. Um, so then after all this goes down, after the ice challenge goes down, Shake's got a little do a little cleanup, little cleanup on aisle four, because he's he's kind of made a mess of himself. And uh he's kind of put the your toast thing, that was that was the greatest shit I've ever seen, though.
3: Are you you're gonna make your toast <laughs> your shirts? Toast. I hope you're making your toast shirts. Fair play made them. They're on sale, yeah. They are yeah, you can include a link. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. The your yeah. toast shirts. We need your even- toast.
2: Dude, what, what, like what that was, that just, just what popped into your head at the moment?
3: Yeah. I mean, I was fired up. I'm not going to lie. I thought I won that challenge, and, yeah. you know, and you were going to get your revenge on everyone. Finally, finally. And it's, it, for me, it's not just, it's just not just winning it's surviving because for sure, whoever wins anybody other than me, except for maybe if it was you or, you know, I, I was gonna be up for elimination. I knew that it was a winner go home moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I when I had won, it just I don't know the, the the pot boiled over at that point. That's all I can say. Yeah, you're fucking toast. You're fucking toast. You know, I, it was my combo,
2: or was you, me, and Johnny in the room? <laughs> and you're like, I became a version of myself I <laughs> didn't even know existed. Yeah yeah so good so okay so after all this goes down uh you're gonna go the dam. so now shake's going into full-on damage control mode i gotta say shake that your definition uh of damage control and you um actually you know executing it's 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 it Need could use work. a little bit more it could use some work all right so yeah, i'm just gonna yeah. i'm just gonna replay the clip from the episode uh kind of of the moment and then What's even more uh, interesting to me is your confessionals um, afterwards. Uh, okay. And I just want, I want your take on it.
0: Don't use me as your pawn, as you would call me. You're please. such a good pawn.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, thank God. That definitely didn't go as planned and things are objectively far worse than they were 10 minutes ago. But this is the best I've felt about myself since walking in this house. Listen, I'm on the hit list, and I'm not holding anything back till I leave.
0: What is your face that you keep making? <laughs> you keep going like this.
3: Hey, I will go out being honest as <laughs> here. I don't give a you're what you not think. You're being... happy. I'm giving. Now I am. Now I. Honest. I'm honest. Am. I'm I'm honest. honest you're you a brainless little pawn that sucks onto. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> you You're a <laughs> disrespectful piece of.
1: Okay. What
3: the Whatever. The cards I'm going are right. But I'm
1: brainless. I'm brainless, right? Get.
3: Oh, Vote me out. I've been trying so hard to be friends with everybody and be cool with everybody, but it's kind of bullshit. I haven't felt as good as I feel right now. I can finally be myself. Okay. That's <laughs> what I thought. You doused yourself in gasoline and lit yourself on fire, dude. Yeah. Why Some was that stuff. the best?
2: So what was it about that? Was Did you feel like you were in the house and you were, there was so much you wanted to say and there was so much that you wanted to do and you just hadn't, and you were almost kind of playing a game that you didn't feel was like authentic. And then that was the first moment you're like, it was like a cathartic experience.
3: That was, it was a cathartic experience. I man. that's for sure. But it, I mean, it's just, it's just like New York. It's just like New York. She knew she was on her way out. So she unleashed all this stuff. Right. And that's the same thing. I'm like, you know, pussyfooting around this house, like playing, you know, the, the politics, you know, of being on everyone's good side and, and all that. I'm like, fuck it. At this point, at this point, who cares? I mean, there's nothing that can save me now. You know, uh, there's nothing. I mean, I put myself in a pretty rough spot, you know, that your toast definitely didn't help because, you know, I, I'm basically just saying out loud who I have a problem with. I'm, I'm already, it, it couldn't get any worse than this. So the <laughs> least I could do is just say what's on my mind. Go and, down with you know, fucking
2: guns blazing and a, and a hail in exactly. a blaze of
3: glory exactly exactly
2: that moment after the ice bath challenge because dude i'm telling you bro i've been in that position before there is no lonelier place to be than on an island on a reality tell and i'm I'm talking about like a a hypothetical or metaphorical island when you're in the house and you're like everyone is a guy of no chance and being like it's the loneliest place to be um and i remember in the car ride home we're sitting there and you could just tell you're going through it. And I remember you sitting there and you just go, so has anyone ever just quit a reality television show before? Like, is that, how would you, how would one go about quitting just if they wanted hypothetically, to?
3: Hypothetically, what does that look like? I'm asking like? for exactly. a friend. <laughs> That's how I felt, man. I mean, they, and then they, we got back did- to the house
2: and you just sat there on your bed, just staring at the ceiling, vaping for the next three hours.
3: Yeah, exactly. I must have vaped like a whole vape that day just out of pure, pure stress. Honestly. Um, I mean, that's how I was feeling. I felt because yeah. there was this such a, such a rush. Like I was on such an adrenaline rush, especially when I thought I won and to have Off that cliff. completely backfired, deflated completely. And then they, they cut out some, some drama between Bobby and I where, you know, we're like, like knocking on the the car window and like getting in each other's face and all this stuff like that. So I'm like coming down from this and like I'm like oh god I'm I'm so screwed I'm so screwed I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this I'm toast yeah I said that too I'm like I'm toast I'm the one who's toast Damn well, it.
2: I got to say and I think that was this was your moment this was your do or die make or break moment of this season okay because yeah. you had two options you either face the adversity that you know is coming your way and you fight your way out of it, or you curl up in a ball and you're like, I'm, I don't want to deal with this pain and suffering anymore. I just need to exit the stage and you chose option B. And I think that is what really like, this was, this was your, this was like, you're coming into your own moment. And one of my favorite quotes is the steel of a man is forged in the flames of adversity and the fire doesn't get any hotter. And I think that the, the the fact that you were able to, you know, at least where we're at right now, you chose to rise to the occasion. And again, go into this house meeting that you called <laughs> and basically yeah. just fucking blow it up was, it was great, man. It was great. Thank you. Uh, okay. And then the other thing, and again, just what I, what I want to kind of go back to again, to kind of, you know, defend you a little bit here. When Corinne was pissed off that you basically were, saying that she was the one that voted for New York when it was actually you. This is a little bit of misdirection here. And like you said, you go, I'm playing the game. This is villainy. This is part of the game. You're getting so upset that I did this, but that's what we're here to do.
3: Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean it wasn't it wasn't personal at all. Yeah. It wasn't personal at all. But then after that exchange, it kind of became not 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 personal still at this point. It just became, you know, the, the lines were drawn at that point and it was like, I'm competing with Corinne now, you know, I wasn't before, but now this is my, you know, so, like my enemy just, just, to some degree. It, it it became that way. It, it just kind of became that way. And kind of like Jack's I'm like, all right, now we're enemies. There's no going back from this until one of us is gone basically, yeah. or at least until the next challenge and the dynamics of the house get shuffled up again. So then in the hot tub, you're kind of seeing that. I'm like,
2: listen, man, I can't wait to see where it all goes from here. I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the fans can't. You're once once again up for elimination. I mean, dude, at this point, you should just pulled your bed into the uh, into the stronghold (laughs) with the amount of time you you spent in there. Exactly.
3: Exactly. And the old, suit.
2: you know, we give our last pitch speech. I love how you included the suit. Still not. I'm still not sure what that had to do with why we should save you. But I mean, it was, it, it was good. I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh glad you threw that. Uh, in uh,
3: well, the first one was better. I Remember,
2: didn't you do it twice? Didn't you have to do it twice? And the first one was like, was like really good. And then they made you do it again for some reason. And it was kind of like, not so good.
3: I don't even remember honestly. Yeah. All right. But way. All
2: right. Well, listen, we're going to see if shake can live to fight another day. We're going to see if, uh, if he can rise to the occasion or if he's going to fold under the pressure, uh, before I let you go, though, shake, if uh, anybody wants to find you on social media, um, to voice their opinions or mm-hmm. slide into those DMS, where can they find you? Yeah. The puppy doc at the puppy doc on Instagram. All right. At the puppy doc on Instagram. Anywhere else? What's your only fans? You have an only fans.
3: Ah, it's not active at the moment. You can find <laughs> me on there. I, I don't like to, you know, my, my bulge, my bulge has apparently been a, a topic of discussion on Reddit. Ooh, so if you're, has if you're it interested, now. yeah, yeah. Somebody sent me a link. So you make some money off hey, that. Man, I'm
2: just saying the sweatpants bulge. It's all. Some people post they're making, they're making a ton of cash. Strike while the iron's true. hot, my friend. All right. True. Well, listen, and for all those of you who don't know, who haven't already heard, you can hang out with me, Shake, Corinne, Johnny Fairplay. Am I missing anybody? Omarosa. Omarosa and Bobby. Omarosa and Bobby. Damn. Yeah. The whole squad. Yeah. Stack, uh, stack, uh, American yeah. social next Thursday night for the uh, house of villains um, watch party. And next American Thursday, social I brickle. mean, the America, I'm sorry. American social brickle Thursday Uh, The sixteenth American Social Brickle, be there or be square.
3: That's right, eight thirty PM.
2: All right, eight thirty PM. All right, well, shake. I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm gonna let you go now. Uh, You've been a joy to watch this season. Can't wait to see where your story goes from here. So, uh, with that being said, thank you for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah, and I love you.